John, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. Um, I was really looking forward to the film. Um, it was one of the ones that I had on my short list for most anticipated, and it didn't let down. Um, this thing hit on all the places I wanted it to, um, where you made a crime thriller with comedy in it, where the stakes are appropriately low for a very long time. And I felt like that was really smart. Um, where did the idea for this film come from? You know, I got out of film school and I had a tough time finding a job. Uh, and there were just a number of years where I felt a great anxiety and a great fear. I had all this debt, uh, which I struggled with. Um, I was working the same job that the character in the movie has. Like I was working a catering job where I was bringing like big catering orders to banking firms and stuff. And there was this kind of, I don't know, nihilistic despair that I found myself having. Like, I just felt like, I don't know if hard work pays off. I've been working pretty hard and just nothing seemed to be happening. And, uh, and I, I think the general vibe of the movie came out of that, came out of this I don't know, millennial angst for lack of a better term, not proud of feeling that way, but that is. Well, how I it's not something that's exclusive to millennials. I'm, I'm Gen X right on the cusp of it. I'm 45 now. Okay. So I felt the exact same way. And when I say the stakes aren't that they're completely huge for these characters that are involved, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the greatest criminal mastermind that's ever existed. Sure. It felt like something that was utterly grounded in reality. And it felt like it was only a step away because yeah, I've, I was there when I was in my early twenties and I was working, I was waiting tables and those kinds of things that just trying to make ends meet and thinking about how many shifts am I going to need to pick up to make rent? How, what will I need to do so I can make enough money to have no money? Cause I've already spent more than I have. So now I need to go out and make $500 so that I'm broke again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's just the, unfortunately it's only gotten worse in the last 10 years and it really does speak to that really well. Um, and that's no, it's the writing here is whip smart. It's really the pacing of it. The the is really good. Um, but it doesn't work if you don't get Aubrey Plaza at the center of the film, she brings so much to this. Um, was she the one that you had in mind for this when you were putting this together? Or was that just something that came later in the process? No, I never had her in mind. And that's a great question. No, I wrote the script just not imagining anyone. Uh, and uh, and then she got a hold of it and we met and she really wanted to do it. And, you know, to be honest, at the time, I didn't quite know what to make of it because I wasn't super familiar with her. I mean, I, I kind of knew her, but I knew her as a comedian. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I, I had to suddenly rethink like, is that like, wow, can I imagine the, her doing that? And, and of course she has such a familiar brand in so many ways, or she did for a while. Um, and uh, I, I sort of had to wrap my head around it, but then, you know, we met in real life and just started talking and something really exciting happened. I began to kind of see all these angles of her and all these dimensions that I at least felt no filmmaker had really taken advantage of. Uh, she has a great, how to, how to put it into words. She has this kinetic energy about her. She has this kind of nervy, uh, she does not feel safe. You're always kind of like on edge around here. You never quite know where it's going to go. Uh, and at the same time, this like incredible charisma that's like hard to compare to anyone else. You just want to be around her. Nice save. Um, so I began to think of the character in terms of her. And uh, it redefined the movie for me. 
but she, and I think you really, you hit on it. It's this thing that she does that there's an internal element that she brings where there, she's always at an arm's length from the audience. You never fully see inside her and that can be used to great comedic effect or in here it can be used for both comedic and dramatic effect. And you're, you're projecting a lot onto her and it's because you're, you can see something's going on in there, but you're not privy to what that thing is. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. it's just using her in this way. It's so great. I think you've kind of inadvertently cracked a code with her that maybe other people will see her in a new way that she hasn't been seen before. Oh, I hope so. I mean, she's like one of the world's magical people. And especially for this, I just feel like she can just do no, she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how have how has it been? Um, first time out of the gate with this. I know I know it feels like a long process. And to the rest of the world, it feels like overnight. You know, when we see somebody come up in Sundance and suddenly they're there and they're having one of the most talked about films of the year. This has been this thing that to everybody will seem like, oh, suddenly you're there. You're this guy that we all need to know your name at this point, which I think you're going to become one of those people. Um, and it's been a longer process for you. So how, how are you taking all this in right now? I was just talking about that. You know, I've, I have failed so much that I almost don't know how to succeed. You know, like I don't have the like neuron receptors for it. So like, even when something's going well, I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for like the bad part to happen. Uh, so I can just deal with that. You know? That's what I know how to deal with. But when the good stuff's happening, I just like have a blank face. It's like a dog watching TV. Like, that's what I feel like. I'm like, what's well, doing well, but it's like, none of it's going in. None of it's going down. I just don't, I don't know how to do that yet. Uh, but you know, hopefully I'll figure it out. Well, it's, I, I think it's kind of like reading the comments section or and anything like that when there, when there's feedback that feels outside of yourself. Okay. Um, for me personally, uh, being somebody who I think like a lot of people that are just human, but a lot of artists, particularly, we can be self-loathing egomaniacs where we will, we'll, we have a thing inside us that wants to be heard, but we hate ourselves at the same time. And it's very easy for us to fall into the negative on things. So when somebody gives negative feedback to go, like, oh, yeah, okay, you see it. Uh, you get it. Now, somebody that sees the positive in you, which is absolutely just as valid as the other shit, you're like, oh, you don't see the full picture. And that's just not fair on either side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, yeah, anyone who gives the movie a good review, I'm like, what? they just didn't pay attention. And then you look at the, the bad ones and you're like, this guy really, and this guy got it. He stuck it to me, you know, good for this dude. And it's just all nonsense. None of it has anything to do with the movie objectively and everything to do with just what you're bringing to the table as a human being. Oh, 100%. I think that when you read those kinds of reviews, often you can find out more about the person that's writing the review than the film itself. That and, well. <laughs> and it's, and there's this other thing that happens in criticism where I feel like they all read each other and it starts to happen in a vacuum and they're feeding yes. up. Does that make, yeah. Have you seen that also? This is my first encounter with that because I've worked as a writer for a number of years. So I've seen like, you know, other things happening on the internet um, about things that I've, I've written and been a part of. And yeah, it's after a while, like if you're a journalist doing your own research is actually a lot of work. And so if you can just look at someone else's article and kind of, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, after a while, it reaches this tipping point where every article is actually about another article. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
it's the internet, you know, that, that, that is the internet. And it's to, to me, I think that it's, it's doing a disservice to any form of criticism, any form of journalism. Yeah. It's easier and people might click on it because they're all about the same conversation, but really at the, at the end of the day, if I, I guess if I'm finding somebody whose opinion I trust, because I know I see them for kind of what they tend to like, I could follow them, but yeah. really for me, all I need and that's just the generation X thing, I guess, is an image and a title. And if those two things capture my imagination, I don't care about anything else. I'm willing to go on the journey. And so, and that's, that's what I had with this. I was like, Oh, Aubrey Plaza, that image thriller. I, I will absolutely check that out. I have no, I don't want to read another word about this. I want to sit down watch it without any bias. And I'm so glad that I went down that without knowing anything about it. This is a great little movie you made, man. And as much as you might not want to take that in, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good movie. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the win. <laughs> awesome. And so I, I know we're about out of time. This is a really quick one today, but is, are you already working on something else at this point? Because I am a very typical American in that I'm incre- incredibly greedy and I'm a consumer and I want more of what you're doing. Cause I, I really enjoyed this film and I want to see whatever's coming next. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm working on a couple of things. I'm not positive, which I'm going to make first, but uh, yeah, always working. You know, I, I think I'd, I'm sort of a writer first. So every day I get up and write for a few hours uh, and so, you know, I've always got stuff going on here, but now my life is a little more crowded and a little busier than it was previously. There's a lot more stimulation. <laughs> so hopefully I can like stay the course and like, you know, finish a new script and uh, not turn into like, you know, a complete Looney Tune. Well, th- there's enough examples of how to do it wrong. Um, just, just, it's kind of like you can have bad parents and that can make you a great dad, you know, because you see exactly what <laughs> not to do. So there's been plenty that came before you that had this shot. So you know exactly what not to do at this point. I'm sure I'll, you know, sure I'll make... Uh, no, there's no shortage of opportunities to make more mistakes here. It's time. To <laughs> I'm sure a lot more of that to come. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time you. today, John. I appreciate it. Man. It was a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. Take care. All right, man. Take care. Best of luck. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
voice crack.